Konnichiwa! And hey y'all, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie, and welcome to Sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and today we're talking about Takakesho and special prizes. I think many of us have questions after every Basho about what the special prizes are, yeah. who's won them, and how the heck that works. And that made us start thinking about Takakesho and the types of things he walked away with. And right. so that's what we spent this week researching and we'll talk about today. But first, newsflash. All right. First up, I want to say thank you to Eddie Goldman. He had us on his podcast called No Holds Barred yesterday. So make sure and take a listen and follow him on Twitter at NHB News. You know, Eddie is just this old school New York City guy. And I don't know, I love talking about sumo. And he's been around the wrestling world for a really long time covering it in the media. And uh, he has a really deep understanding of sumo and wrestling and... Um, and actually how it's failed to reach U.S. audiences. So uh, he likes us. He likes listening to us. But it was really nice to be on somebody else's podcast. So shout out to Eddie Goldman of No Holds Barred. Also, thank you to Phil for the artwork this week. We have this really amazing piece of art featuring Takakesho. And um, you can find Phil on Instagram at the underscore philgrimage. P-H-I-L-G-R-I-M-A-G-E. Follow Phil and let him know. He did a bang-up job with creating our cover artwork for this podcast episode. And all we said was, hey, can you help us do some Takakesho art? And he just said, yeah. He ran with it and he knocked it out of the park. Thank you so much to Phil and giving us his very inspired sumo-related artwork. It's awesome. Also, Laurie has been very busy working on our red bubble shop. Oh, yeah, it's a little ridiculous, you guys. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Except that I'm having the time of my life making things like Yokozuna socks and Yokozuna aprons. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you are interested in buying your loved one that loves sumo, we have got some incredible products on there. We've got, um, uh, what was the apron one you did? That yeah, was it's a Yokozuna belt on an apron. Yes. So you could be a Yokozuna in your own kitchen. That's right, while you're barbecuing. Or... <laughs> you guys, it's all silly, silly, stupid stuff. But the reason we've done it I is... I think they're pretty cool I, looking. I think you they're funny. You did a great job. They made Make me laugh, but we're doing it just so that hopefully we can cover the cost, just our basic costs of running this podcast next year, like the hosting cost and, you know, the cost to run bingo games and stuff like that. So that's why we're doing it. Yeah. We're not looking to become millionaires. Yeah, we but... just are hoping to cover our basic costs. Yeah, so if you'd like to support us and get some awesome socks at the same time, check out our Redbubble <laughs> store. It's uh, Redbubble, and you can just find our page, which is Sumo Kaboom. Yeah, sumokaboom.redbubble.com. That's right. Okay, so we have Grand Sumo breakdown awards they do annual end of the year awards so make sure when you see that come out go ahead and fill it out i think they had over 600 people fill out the favorite rikishi wow yeah poll last year so follow them give them a listen and also fill out their poll it's a lot of fun now let's get to some sumo wrestler news it has been announced that there will be a joint Keiko or training session that will be held at the Kokogikan Training Center Doyo between December 18th and 23rd. So it'll be similar to last time, but we really don't know who's going to show up this time around. So that's going to be something to look forward to. We'll start to see some of those pictures come out through the JSA's Twitter. 
Also, they're upping the spectators for the January Bosch show, supposedly. They were about 5,000. They're going to be about 5,300 this time around to make more reserved seating, I think. And though I think that's if there is another Bosch show, there's been a lot of talk lately about the possibility of canceling January's Bosch show due to more coronavirus cases all across Japan. Seems an odd time to up the amount of audience that could come in, doesn't it? I think so too, but that's what Shibatayama, the uh, JSA spokesperson, said. They're going to take all their cues from the government, essentially is what they're saying. Okay. They are prepared, though, to make this call, and I think the discussion has been one of the first things on the chopping block is possibly professional sports. So keep an eye out for that. Cross your fingers. Oh, God, I hope they don't cancel. I know. It's going to be such a good one. I know, but then, then maybe... I mean, there's, there is a silver oh. lining in that we would have even healthier wrestlers, hopefully. Well, I know. Yeah, but then I would have to go without in January. I know. Oh, my God. I know. All right. This week, Takakesho, Takanosho, and Takagenji stable got a new name. It was Chikonora. Now it's Tokiwayama. That's the new stable name. And it, it all has to do with a head coach swaparoo, mm-hmm. switcheroo. He's ending his employment in the spring. He'll have a new successor. I don't know. It's basically swapping elder names, and now the stable will match the elder's name, I okay. think. And all you have to know is that when Takakesho is being announced, it will be a new stable name. Yeah. Also, Asanoyama's stable has now officially passed the torch over to a new younger coach to become the next head coach and eighth Takasago. Now, Nishikishima, formerly Sekiwaki Asakiryu from Mongolia, will assume headmaster. So the former coach who was forced to retire at 65, I think he'll still be around and help through the transition. And I'm sure he'll be there in some capacity in the future, especially with Asanoyama's hopeful continued rise to Yokozuna. This young coach, at first he said he was hesitant, but he decided to give back to his stable and former master by assuming the position. This is also a big deal because there hasn't been a Mongolian head coach in a stable in a really long time. So that's notable. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this last week. I don't think I did, but yet again, the Yokozuna Deliberation Council. Oh, yeah. They just sent out another warning. Yeah. And they they gathered up together. They got really grumpy. And I think they sent a letter with even harsher wording than used before. And they did suggest encouragement is the word mm-hmm. that they encouraged highly mm-hmm. Yokozuna Hakaho and Yokozuna Kakaru to be there in January. And their message gets sent to the JSA and then the JSA is like, okay, we'll pass along the message. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure I like these people, (laughs) honestly. They're a bunch of lay people who have strong opinions. Exactly. I think the wrestlers responded, I'm sure in some way by being like, yeah, we're working on it. I have to say, I really enjoy it when Hakaho says, yeah, I hear you. I'm the Yokozuna. (laughs) I get to decide when I I wrestle. I really do. Anyway, that's all I've got for my newsflash. What? Wait, no, you forgot my favorite part of the whole week, which was seeing Tara no Fuji beatboxing. That, <laughs> that was, was my great. highlight of the news week. I knew you would like that. I saw that somebody tagged us and wanted us to watch it. And of course, I immediately did. And then, of course, I immediately went to the other room to tell Lara, you have to immediately watch this. I have to say, maybe I'm shallow, but that is always going to be more interesting to me than a name change on a staple. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I loved Tara no Fuji's beatboxing. It's really good. Really 
good. Yeah. It's really good. I think more than anything, just like we like to see that Tamawashi bakes cookies and cakes and likes handicrafts, in the same way, I was just as fascinated to find out Tedunofuji is a beatboxer. Yeah, How he cool likes is music. That? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I wanted to talk for a second. Towards the end of the the Ba show in the last day, you see an exchange of arrows along with a stack of packets to the winners of the last three matches of the day. Yeah, and that's not a usual thing to hand out. No, you don't see that. And I I started to look into it and be like, uh, maybe I should have known this or maybe I just kind of overlooked it. I was like, oh, yeah, an arrow gets passed out. Cool. I just didn't put much thought to it. So I looked it up a little bit. I thought I'd share with you. Just so you know, the last day of any tournament is called the Sinshuraku Day. And the origin of this word is found in other places in Japanese culture, such as in music and theater. It's sort of like saying, here's the last song or here's the last act of the play. But for sumo, they use this word on the last day. And of course, continuing its ritualistic traditions, there is a special ritual, and it's this passing of gifts along with envelopes on the last day, but specifically the last three bouts of the day. So you may have seen the last six wrestlers of the day come out, Mm -hmm. three on the east, three on the west. Mm -hmm. They come out and they do joint shiko and then they get out of town. Yeah. Those are the last three bouts of the day. They're meant to symbolize the komasubi, sekiwaki, and ozeki. Now, remembering that throughout history, ozeki, that that was the top. Yeah. And Yokozuna was a license given. So the last three matches of the day should be those people. Now, it's not always because some of those people in there Mm -hmm. are like Tokushoryu, Magashira 17. So anyway, this ceremonial ritual is called Sanyaku Soru Ibumi. And if you've noticed, they get these arrows and they get a string, which you've probably never seen, and a bow, which you also have never seen. Now, these special prizes, the arrows called Ya, the string called Suru, and the bow called Yumi. So the second to last bout winner gets the Ya or arrow. The penultimate match gets the suru or the string of the bow. And it's actually hard to tell if they actually get a string because it would probably be tucked in there with all of the envelopes. So you don't ever see that. But then the last match is supposed to get a bow, which is only there in theory because I believe the winner gestures. (laughs) You get an imaginary bow? You get imaginary bow. They gesture with receiving the bow. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I know. Well, if you think about it, it actually got passed along to the bow twirler who immediately follows the last match of the day right so it's there in theory Mm -hmm. and they just decided to stop actually passing it because the next guy was going to twirl it okay (laughs) but he does i believe do a representation of receiving the bow by gesturing i think with his right arm that he got the imaginary bow (laughs) but anyway now we kind of know what the at least the arrow is it's just meant to be like three little special prizes given out to the sanyaku at the end of the day okay does it come along with anything else or just the i think it's spiritualistic i I don't think it accompanies. Your aim is good. Here's an arrow. I guess. Okay. Well, I think that all winners of these Bashos in the old days were given a bow and arrow because that's what you would use to hunt. And that was like a very valuable prize. Yeah. So I think that that's 
the origin of why it's a bow, a string, and the arrow. Okay. But just given out to three separate people. So I hope if you're... Uh, they have to work together to hunt. Otherwise, two years in a row, you're going to be like, I have two strings, but I, I got no bow. <laughs> no arrows. So I guess I could tie up something. <laughs> I don't know. I could hunt and tie Maybe it up. Maybe it doesn't make that much sense, but now we know. <laughs> okay. So the special prizes are awarded by the Nihon Sumo Kyokai, the, the JSA, essentially. There's the Emperor's Cup, and that was donated in 1927 by Emperor Hirohito. Now, we have this Gino Show, which is a technique award. Now, this is a very prestigious award given to the wrestler who has managed throughout the bash show to lure his opponents into fighting his way. It is not awarded very often, apparently once every four or five bash shows. So, so that was news to me. I thought they gave that out every time. Yeah, I did too. Well, now I know. Then we have the Shakun Show. This is the Outstanding Performance Award. And this award is given to the wrestler who has done well enough to almost, almost get the U Show win. Or he has beaten the winner of the tournament or a Yokozuna. So actually, it can be lower ranked wrestlers. Yeah, this one's confusing because the second place guy usually doesn't get it. Well, that's because they're probably an Ozeki or Yokozuna, and they're not allowed to get special prizes. Oh, I didn't know the Sanyaku could not get a special prize. Sanyaku can, just specifically not Ozeki's or Yokozuna. Yeah. They can't get a special prize. Nope. Or Ozeki's. Nope. That was news to me. Then we have the Kanto Show, which is the Fighting Spirit Award. This award goes to the most keen and industrious wrestler who manages to use as a his abilities to his best advantage. So, by the way, I read that probably straight up from Wikipedia. So, just giving Wikipedia the source of all source credit where it's due. Well, I mean, it's important to say that all these prizes, I mean, it's subjective. The judges who all have a lot of experience wrestling are making these decisions, and yeah. not everyone agrees with them every time. Yeah. But the points are awarded and calculated throughout. So, I guess that's why they can know the day before sometimes that somebody's going to get an award uh, sometimes they rely on someone winning or losing a certain bout i don't yeah. know it's, it's the integrity of the yeah the integrity of the matches and because you could have 15 wins and hanka the whole way through yeah and <laughs> but you they probably would not get a special probably prize would not exactly <laughs> but you should get a sumo kaboom special prize in that case <laughs> for having the for, guts to do yeah, that hanka 15 times <laughs> I would give an award for that. Anyway, each one of these awards comes with uh, prize money. So that's always appreciated by the wrestlers. Yep. So I thought I'd put that out there in case just some of our listeners were like, hey, what's that about? So we thought we'd clear it up by yeah. reading straight from Wikipedia. Well, and we just learned something, too. <laughs> I didn't. I thought that Ozeki could win special prizes. No, they are mm, not eligible. OK, so that brings us to Takakesho. Now, Takakesho yes. went home without a lot of prizes. Okay? I was amazed. I had no idea because you only see the main trophies. Yeah. That there's no, there's whole... over 20 trophies. That they get, oh okay, and probably what do you do? You have to have a okay. whole trophy room. Well, no. Here's the thing: all of the trophies that they get actually stay. They don't go home with the wrestler. They get what's inside them. They get what comes along with them, but they don't take that actual big, huge trophy home with them and have to store it someplace. It actually stays at the sumo center. The uh, oh my gosh, what's museum. The, name? the K, it starts with the K. The, the Coco Gikan. Yes, it actually stays at the <laughs> Coco Gikan. Yes, <laughs> for some reason I can't say that today. But what I found really interesting is that they do get small little 
were replicas yeah. of the Emperor's Cup and the Yusho banner to take home with them. You know, the Japanese are very good at making something in like a small version. If you yes. if you live there, they have like, what would you like to eat in the display? And it's all tiny plastic versions of like curry or dead fish on a plate with its eyeballs in but or sushi. <laughs> and they have it like so perfectly in plastic. So I imagine they have it's just a, like that. It's with just <laughs> like that. So imagine Hakaho's <laughs> wall somewhere. It has oh. a 44 tiny little <laughs> Emperor's Cup trophies all along the wall somewhere. I wonder how tiny they are. I imagine they're not taints, but... I imagine that somehow it's like two or three inches tall, but maybe I'm totally off because I've yet to see a picture of how they really look, these small replicas, but I imagine them like I feel like they're more like size. chalice size. I Oh, well... That, that for some makes reason sort of seems more manly to me somehow, but I don't know. I guess I'd pictured really like dollhouse. Size. Yeah, really <laughs> tiny sizes. Okay, so if anyone knows exactly what size they are, let us know. Okay, but Takakesho had to stand up there and receive over twenty trophies. Okay, Ooh. and say thank you and bow and give them back. But there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. So that's really what this list is about. The Emperor's Cup comes along with 10 million yen, which is about $96,000. That's not chump change. That's a lot of money. So they get a lot of cold, hard cash that comes along with that big, huge, tall Although when you think about boxing. Millions and millions. (laughs) I'm not going to turn up my nose at 96,000. No, nor am I. But let's say you could win that six times a year, though that's hard to do. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I imagine they have sponsorships and other things. Well, yeah. I mean, this is only a part of what they earn. Yeah. But that's a pretty nice bonus to get along with a trophy, okay? The big trophy that usually comes next and is awarded is called the Prime Minister's Prize. It's a big, huge, large silver cup that's a lot bigger, a lot heavier than the Emperor's Cup. Way It's just real clunky looking. It usually takes two or three people to hand it over to the sumo wrestler, and then it gets handed on. I don't think much else comes with that prize. Honestly. Just a big old hunk of metal. Yeah, just a big old hunk of metal. <laughs> um, but there's, there's more things that come. There's a, a big, tall, fluted glass bowl that is given out from the Czech Republic, and that comes along with a year's supply of Pilsner beer. What? Yes! They get a year's supply of Pilsner with that. Then there comes a giant coffee pot that's what? all silver with gold inlay. This one's from the United Arab Emirates, and it comes along with a year's supply of gasoline. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they get a lot of free beer, a lot of free gas, <laughs> They get the big macaroon, of course, which initially, okay, so in the research I did about the macaroon, yeah, this is the French friendship cup is what it is. Okay. Initially, it was made by a very famous pastry chef. So mm-hmm. I think the initial one was actually edible. But since then, I don't think they're edible anymore. Oh, like the what first a one shame. Was. I know. I mean, if there was anything I would be excited about, it would be the giant macaroon that I could I share. I know. You would think. But they come in varieties of colors. You can get a gold one, a pink one, or a green one. Those we've seen. So you can custom order it to not be eaten? I don't know that you can custom order it. <laughs> but it comes along with a lot of macaroons that you can then take back to your Haya okay. and share. Okay. So there's one big like one that. that you get okay. that I don't think is edible anymore, but was at one point. Which, if you think about it, makes sense because they get all these... be hard to make. Yeah, but they make 
they have all these big prizes. So if you were to get a small box of macaroons amongst all these large <laughs> trophies, I can understand why they upsize the macaroon for shock value. Like we're yes. giving them not just macaroons, we're giving them macaroons. Macaroons, the real big ones. There is a Mongolian. Or are pri- they macarons? Uh, I'm going to call them macaroons. Well, see, aren't macaroons the little coconut balls? Yes, what in America. Macaro- but, but do you say them differently? I think... I think so. I think it's a macaroon, think, not a macaron. Is no, it, it's are different. Are they very different? Yes, okay, I think so. So it's a macaron. A macaron. Well, that sounds much more French. Doesn't yeah, it? macaroon does not sound. Okay, so very it's French. not. Yeah, it's not the coconut macaron no, that we eat. No, it's the little sandwich they it's make. It's a macaron. Yeah, you know, in the Great British Bake Off, I think the British people say macaron. I think okay because they're more proper. So than take we are. back all that I said. No, no, no. And but, just know that it's a big macaron, and we see them in America as edible. Both yes. versions. <laughs> <laughs> a macaron or a macaron, we will Macaron. eat it. Macaron. A macaron. <laughs> okay. um, there's also, I found this one interesting. From Mexico, you get a large replica in silver of the Aztec calendar, along with a year's supply of beer. So you get more beer. beer. Yep, which Wait, makes sense. Like a metal calendar? Yeah, it's like it's on a wooden plaque. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it looks like the Aztec calendar on oh, a plaque. Okay. But okay. it comes with beer later. Like, that's a very so, heavy wall Again, plaque. you know, Takakesha re- received this big wood plaque and was like, thank you very much. More <laughs> beer coming to my home. <laughs> okay. He's going to have issues by the end of this year with this much. Well, remember, he's sharing probably oh. with his Heya all that he gets. Okay, this is true. Yes. So from Mayanichi Newspapers, this is a big gift. Their real award is the giant photograph hung below the roof. Oh, with the synthesizer music. Yes. So they do get a smaller framed copy during the award ceremony, but the real prize from Mayanichi is that big, huge poster oh. that goes up and above. So they get that. Now, some of these prizes differ depending on where the tournament is held. Right. So some of the prizes I'm going to list next may not be given every time, but just only when the wrestlers are in that certain area. From the National Federation of Agricultural Cooperative Association. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It is. They get 30 bales of rice, plus another delicacy such as eggs boiled in a hot spring. What? Yes, which I've never had the pleasure of eating. Oh, that sounds but fun. But I bet it would be good. There is, from the Shiitake Growers Cooperative, there's a big, huge container of shiitake mushrooms. Oh, that's that nice. That they get to take home, plus money comes along with that one. I'm just going to stop announcing where these places are from because there's so many. And I'm just going to get right to the prizes, okay? okay. They get uh, a ton of, I don't know how to say this, umeboshi? It's a soured pickled fruit. Umeboshi. Yeah, umeboshi. 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 So they umeboshi. get a ton of umeboshi. And there's prize money that goes along with that. They get a truckload of produce. Plus a bronze trophy of a giant bird. They get... <laughs> I'm sure it has some meaning, not just, here's a bird. <laughs> yes, I know. It's it's the black, the Blackiston's fish owl is the kind of bird oh, it is. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's from the Hokkaido government. I mean, oh. there's a lot of history and yes. meaning behind the trophies themselves. This is fascinating. But the trophies stay there, which is kind of why I jump over them. It's kind right. of like, here's another mm. cool trophy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when President Trump came, he was like, here's the Trump yeah. trophy. Yeah. Okay, but what comes along with it? Right. You know? What's the stuff the wrestler really gets to enjoy? Yes, exactly. Like, there's a big trophy in the form of a bull. 
<laughs> on a stand supported by full frontal male nudes, which I found interesting. <laughs> but this one comes along with a carcass of prime beef. Oh, okay. Which I think would be really important. I'll take so you the just, full frontal yeah, plus the beef. You just get a whole lot of beef. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. I know what I'm not going to make it. Yeah, there is. You get 1,500 bottles of Ponzu, which is a citrus flavored mm-hmm. vinegar. Mm-hmm. You get a very large lamp shaped trophy. Plus, does the, it turn on? Uh, no, it does not. But it's shaped like a lamp. Plus, the winner's <laughs> weight in tea. Like oh, green tea. So that's 403 pounds. Exactly. That's a lot of tea, right? Wow. You get seasonal fruit. You get a ton of small shellfish that could be used in soup. You get that, you know, the huge big silver cup that they drink out of yeah. later in the ceremonies. That's yeah. from Japan Airlines. It's called the Millionaire's Cup. And you get four huge barrels of sake that come along with Ooh, that. I would hope they get some frequent flyer miles. But... I would hope so, too. But I, I think mean... you just get the trophy. You get a car. I mean, how uh, price is right is this? You actually get an Isuzu car. It's usually a four-wheel drive that sits outside the stadium for the whole tournament. And if you win, you get the car. I wonder if Hakaho donates his cars. They do. So many of them, especially if they've won several of these, like people have made jokes like that like Konoshiki's family and friends on the islands of Hawaii are all drive the same car because <laughs> they're the cars that he won at the tournament. That's amazing. And you can't use more than one, right? right? So you start giving them away. Yeah. Uh, you get watches. You get uh, a year's supply of Coca-Cola. There's just, it goes on and on and on. Uh, well, I want to win a boss show. I know. It sounds very <laughs> exciting. You get lots of food, lots of fruits, lots of things that you can share with all the the coaches and the people that you're training with, which I think is is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, sometimes like some of these wrestlers that have won has have even joked that they don't see some of the prizes that they win because <laughs> they're all, you know, all the beer is drunk by their oyakata or something like that. Uh, so basically, Takakesho, after this whole basho, added another mini trophy to his collection. <laughs> A lot of beer, beef, mushrooms, vegetables, rice, vinegar, fruit, shellfish. He got a new car. He Macarons. Got, he got some money. He got some desserts. He got $96,000 plus whatever money he won in those little envelopes after each bout. So he did very well and he's he's going to eat really yeah. well over these next few months. Now, speaking of Takakesho, let's just talk about where he's headed from here on out. Now, just to remind everybody... At 24 years of age, Takakesho has won his second tournament, okay? The first one he won was two years ago, if you remember, in Kyushu in 2018, and he was East Maegashira number one. He was promoted to Sekiwaki next, and then to Ozeki that next May after two solid performances in that Sekiwaki position. And if you remember, he almost eked out a win this autumn tournament, too, in September. If you remember, he he beat Asanoyama that final day to be the only, uh, or to just be one spot behind the eventual champion of Shodai. So needless to say he's been performing well as of late he just won and as long as he keeps his knee and injuries in check he could do it and what i mean by do it is make it to yokozuna now i'm going to ask larry some questions here but 
we're just going to talk about the scenario of him becoming a Yokozuna, what it actually takes to become a Yokozuna. So in a nutshell, it's kind of like, it's not a surefire thing because you have to have a couple of other things to become a Yokozuna. But if you win two tournaments back to back, the council says, okay, let's take a good hard look. As an Ozeki. As an Ozeki. You have to be an Ozeki. Right. You have to win two consecutive ones or the equivalent, which is the right. gray area. Right, which is, uh, some other people say it's a tournament win plus two or three other, like, runner-ups. So yeah. he really was kind of a runner-up behind Shodai last time. He won this time. So the ultimate goal would be for him to win the Basho next time around. But if he doesn't, he still has to perform very well uh, and I think, in my gut, I don't think they would give it to him if he didn't win in January. I think that even if he was a runner-up, they would still wait one or more tournaments. So, some things to think about as he moves forward is come January, if he did win another Basho, two in a row, do you think he has Hinkaku, which is the dignity and grace of what a Yokozuna is expected to have? What do you think, Lar? You're assuming he has the power and the skill. Yes. You're just flat We're, out assuming this that point, he's got that. At this point, if he gets it, the two wins in a row, do you think he has Hinkaku? Uh, I'm I am going to say no. Oh. Yep. And why? I am going to say no uh, because it's completely subjective and I'm allowed to say no. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is what the council will do. And this is what yeah. everybody's thinking about is that like, do you see it? Does he look it? Does he act it? If he wins another time and there are two Yokozuna back in and his other two Ozeki for him to fight with any wins, then he deserves it. Yeah. However, I think it's going to be much harder yep. with those other boys back in and looking at the history. Okay. Did you read the article on the Tachiai blog about how often Ozeki go on to become Yokozuna? It's rare. It's very rare. He's got a basically the I'm so glad like the Touchy Eye blog looks into the stats of this because I don't have a stats brain. And I'm glad that there's somebody else out there in the world yeah. that does and actually looks at the numbers. Yeah. And what the author of this article came up with, and I'll put a link to it in our show notes, is that Takakesho has a one in five chance mm. of actually making Yokozuna. Well, and we've been looking at Ozeki's fall out of Ozeki rank because it is just the toughest place to be. Yeah, I think... I mean, looking into it a little bit, the reasons why people have not made Yokozuna status, even if they've gotten close, people haven't gotten it because they're they're basically, they're not Japanese. People haven't gotten it because they weigh too much. People haven't gotten it because they're too young. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons yeah. people haven't gotten it. But and going back stature to... stature and style. Yeah. I just want to say that. People haven't gotten it because well, they push too much. And that's what Takakesho does. Yes. that I have many other questions about that. Okay. But, but Hinkaku, dignity and grace, you say, not yet. For me, I say... Hinkaku, as far as his spirit and seeing what he did between the last tournament and not winning, and he seemed to have the most um, focused approach coming into this Basho and how he trains and like a real mental switch. I, I definitely saw a hint of Hinkaku, and I, I think he has spiritually what he would need. <laughs> like trying to understand what Hinkaku means as an American woman is quite difficult because I'm not Japanese. Um, 
I'm still relatively new to this sport. I think I understand the idea of dignity, but I'm not sure that I understand the Japanese idea of grace and what that is. And if you could really put your thumb on it, I'm not sure that you can. I definitely think Takakesho has dignity. Yes. Grace on the doyo? I'm not sure that he does. Okay. He's got... Well, oh, we, you, what, what? we're going to move on because we're covering... <laughs> I just got the finger, you well, guys. <laughs> I'm giving her the finger because I think what she's about to say yes. will relate to one of my other questions. Okay. Uh, and let me get into some of these other questions, and then we'll continue to talk about, okay. about that. And and I and I got the pointer finger. Not, I the, given, not no, the middle finger. No, no, no. no. I gave her... Like I the gave, stop, the oh my no, God. No, I gave you kind of the Z, but we'll come back to that. Okay. Because you're making very good points. Okay. Okay, so the old guard is moving on very soon. How do you think that will affect Takakesho's rise? Do you think that just them possibly being out of the picture will have an effect on Yokozuna's rising faster? There have been moments in history where there's 30 years without a Yokozuna, not 30 years, but there's a, there's a long time between um, Yokozuna. So do yeah. you think... We don't have to have a Yokozuna. And looking at the, the history, like... Before the 60th Yokozuna, yeah. they used to make people Yokozuna a lot faster. Right. But since they have been embarrassed uh, by people who they've brought up to Yokozuna too quickly, right. it seems like they're not bringing them up very fast. I, I like to think of it like an investment. They want somebody who's reliable. They want a hakaho. They want somebody who will not lose right. because it's going to cost them money. Yeah. They want someone everyone can look up to and almost yeah. no one can beat. Right. That's what they want. And I don't think they're going to bring somebody up until they're absolutely... Mm, let's say 90% sure that they've got a good guy on hand that they can, right. that can do that. And our gold standard right now is Hakaho, kind of the greatest of all time. So Yeah, and still they're not they're disappointed in him a lot. Right. Like they have a lot to say <laughs> about how he doesn't perform, which drives me bananas. I just keep reading that not every wrestler wants to be a Yokozuna anyway. So It comes with a crazy amount of pressure. Well, not only that, also, but... Also, it's do or die. Exactly. That's my thought of it. If you're an Ozeki and you can't perform for some reason or another... You can go down on the rankings, but you can still wrestle. Right. You can stay in there. You can have a career. You can, you can, yeah, you can provide for your family. You can keep earning money. You can keep wrestling. But as a Yokozuna, if you can't perform, like Kasena Sato, if you get a career-ending injury, you can't stay in there and wrestle and slide down the bonzuke. Right. You have to just say, I'm gone, right. guys. I'm not wrestling anymore. And, uh, and and I agree with like... That hurts because when you have Kisuno Sato, he was the first Japanese Yokozuna in a long time. I don't know. You get attached to him and you want him to do well. And then he gets injured. Yeah. He pushes himself to the Yokozuna place yeah. that he's expected to go. And then we only get him for a year and a half. And then he's at a young age. He's yeah. retired. He's retired and out of there, which yeah. which is terrible. I don't think with Takakesho... I mean, I haven't seen even inklings that there's a problem with violence, that there's a problem with drinking, there's a problem with immaturity, arguments, things like that, you know, that people mm -hmm. have really, uh, you know, been disappointed in right. other I Yokozuna. Right, I mean, Asashoryu, Haramafuji. Yeah, they... or even Hakaho, you know, yeah. like Hakaho goes out drinking all night, shows up late for interviews, reeking of alcohol. People get really upset yeah. about that. They're like, he shouldn't be Yokozuna, right. you know? But in that way, I yeah. see Takakesho, I see him as very responsible. 
And maybe that's because he's a little bit of an underdog. Yeah. You know, which brings me, here's another finger. Okay. Does he have to be more well-rounded to be able to be a Yokozuna? Well, and can he? He doesn't even have the body to do that sort of belt sumo. His Mm -hmm. little arms, he can't reach around to get other people's belts. I mean, the physics of that just won't work in his favor ever. So if you look at it in one way, you could say his style of sumo has taken him this far. Will it take him up to Yokozuna? Yeah. Well, and another way to think about it, too, as I look at this Basho with so many of the top dogs out of it, I'm not saying that this is not a legitimate win. He really Mm -hmm. did look like an Ozeki. But with all of them coming back in January, supposedly, will he do as well? Like you mentioned before, if he does well, yep. if he beats Hako, if he beats Kakaru, if he beats Asanoyama, if he beats Shodai, then he will then he it. will look like a Yokozuna. Now, one thing to mention, here's a finger again. <laughs> Y'all have getting the finger a lot today. I'm giving a lot of fingers today. <laughs> Takakesho has had a really hard time beating these wrestlers in the last six boss shows. And I had to kind of look at the stats, but these guys do beat him consistently. Shodai, Asanoyama in Hakaho. Mm-hmm. So for him to win this, he has to be in some other place. And I think at this point, Hako will have to be back. I think Asanoyama and, and Shodai will sure as hell be back. Yeah, because they want to hold on to their status. Yes. Also, to a lesser degree, these two other guys beat him consistently, not consistently, but enough, Hokuto Fuji and Okinoumi. Hmm. Those guys kind of have his number. And I think one thing, and this goes back to the very first thing you said before I gave you a finger, <laughs> is he's 5'9", yep. and he's 403 pounds. His fighting style is mostly pushing and thrusting. He regularly wins by Oshidashi and Hitakikomi slapdown. Yep. When you look at the history of Yokozunas, he is much smaller in stature. And mm-hmm. you actually have to go back to the mid-60s and 70s, 1960s and 70s, to find Yokozunas that are closer to 5'9". Mm-hmm. So just to give you some stats here. Hakaho, 6'3", 340. Kakaru, 6'1", 342. Asashoryu, 6'340". Haramafuji, on the smaller side, still 6'1", 293. Kisano Sato, 6'2". 388. Chiona Fuji, 6'278". Yeah, and this is what blows my mind because I am the same height as Takakesho. And I'm not small, but you put that next to someone who is 6'3 with really long arms who can reach around your pushes. It's right. a whole different ballgame. Right. And I think that's what is going to be tricky is he has to overcome. He did with Tadano Fuji. He can beat a bigger opponent. And he has consistently other big opponents like Okinoumi and Hokuto Fuji. He, he can win. But I don't think it's a small coincidence that traditionally, as of late, meaning the last 50 years, we have had Yokozunas that are typically of Hakaho mm-hmm. and, and Kakaru's height and weight. You have to go back to even Wakanahana was at 5'11". Hokutoumi, currently that's the Hakaku that we see a lot. He was 5'11", 333. How tall was the wolf? Uh, that's Chiona Fuji. He was six foot. Six foot, okay. Six foot, 278. If you really want to find people that are 5'9", and actually they're 5'9 and a half. <laughs> a big difference. It is. You have to go back in time. Tochinoumi Teriyoshi, who's the 49th Yokozuna, he was 5'9 and 243, 150 pounds less than uh, Takakesho. You actually have to go back to the beginnings, very beginnings of Yokozuna to find others that were 5'9. And that was Hmm. in the 1700s. 
We have 5'9 253 pounds, Onagawa Kisaburu, who is our fifth Yokozuna. And he was the very first one to perform the Yokozuna's Doyo Iri to promote hmm. sumo. That's a little fun fact. That is a fun fact. But you have to go back to the fifth, sixth, and eighth Yokozuna to find consistently Yokozunas who were 5'9. And that, that was a long time ago when people were just small. They were probably big amongst their ranks. Well, do you think it's just height or do you think it's the weight issue too? Well, I know he's considerably bigger than everybody else well, yeah, for but his height. They used to say Konoshiki didn't, well, Konoshiki won, didn't win consecutive tournaments. Right. But As, he was clearly. They clearly said it's also his weight. It's the fact that he's so large that we're not going to give it to yeah, him. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I think a, it was a prejudice at the same time because they had never had a foreign Yokozuna. Well, he said that too, and then he backtracked that very quickly yes. as well. So there were, but there could have been a lot of issues there. And to really throw a wrench in this, that 60th Yokozuna, his name was Futa Haguro. He eventually retired after only one and a half years at the Yokozuna rank because some of it due to the fact that he never ever won a tournament at any rank. Mm. He made Yokozuna rank without having won, and he didn't win in the rank either. Yeah. And they, you know, they tightened those standards after him because they were like, this isn't right. Yeah, we, yeah, we got to promote people <laughs> yeah. who are ready for this job. Yeah, exactly. The guy at the top needs to be able to win. Yeah. For Takakesho, I feel like I do want this for him. But he really would be in orbit on his own. I mean, he really, I guess they all are. But I think I, he, he would be blazing his own trail as yes. a shorter and larger Yokozuna. Yeah. And I mean, it, truly in history. And his style. He wouldn't be the shortest. Fun fact, the shortest was five, four and a half. What? Yes. He was our ninth Yokozuna. Oh, my God. He didn't know Yama. Raigoro. I now, love it. I know. He had a winning percentage of 84.2. Uh, he got his Yokozuna license, though, because he like knew some important people. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> he was, fun fact, this is a fun fact, he was one of the original match fixers. I cannot say match fixers. After his retirement, he was an elder who served as a judge, but he gave favorable decisions to his own pupils. Oh, oops. And the other wrestlers got angry, and they accused him of bias, and then they went on a wrestler strike back in 1851. And it was the first sumo walkout in history. See how much there is yet to learn and understand about all these issues. Yeah. I guess that's why we love this thing called sumo. Yeah, I think so. Is that there's just so much to look into. It would be amazing if Takakesho got it. I will be surprised if he gets it now. Now, if he continues to really do well and to win, if he beats if he beats Hakaho, you know, consistently, I will think of him very differently. Yeah, right. But at the same time, Hakaho's not going to be around for that much longer. So it's really about Asanoyama and Shodai. And they have something to prove, too. Well, yeah. And right now, in my world, they are all very even. Yeah. Like, there isn't one of them that has pulled ahead. Right. Each of them have their own skills, and I enjoy watching them for different reasons. But there's not one person that's just shooting through the ranks and saying, I am the best right. consistently. And I think, for me, that's what I'm waiting to see. Shoe in. Yeah. Yeah, like, I we really am. Gotta like, really see like it. Like Hakaho. I mean, these guys that, well, Fuji, his rise has that sort of feel to it to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going and, you know, I'm just going to lose a few in each tournament, but I am the best of the best and I consistently can beat you all as long as I bend my knees enough and make myself <laughs> go under you. You know, as long as I don't make those mistakes, I'm going to beat you. Right. So that has more of a feel of a Yokozuna to me, right. even than Takakesho. And I'm 
would sorry not, to say it. As he, much as I love this kid, because he would of his not history. be a traditional yokozuna. Yes, that but we said, still we love him. We love him, yes. and we still hope that he makes it exciting making this yokozuna run. And I hope he proves us wrong. I do. I wouldn't that he, be great? Wouldn't it? I would love to eat crow here. I, I would too. Really would. Please, Takake Show, prove us wrong. Okay, I think that's our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. Kaboom. Please tune in again for more info on the sport we love. That's right. Until next time, I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. See y'all later.